Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hill, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Rawls, New Mexico. I'm Marie Manning. What an honor it is to have you join us today. Our goal at Living Your Dash is to better help you connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Let's join Rick and Sean with this week's podcast. Well, thank you, Marie, and thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Living Your Dash. And so my special guest today is Chris Van Dyke. Hello. Uh, thank you. He is uh, the best-looking youth pastor here in Roswell, New Mexico. So what is it like to be voted as the best-looking youth pastor in As far as I know, that vote has never taken place, so I don't think that's an accurate statement. Okay, that is a lie. I just made that up. But (laughs) I think that if it were true, I think everyone would agree. So no... No, no offense to all the other churches. So, Chris, you had a fantastic message this past Sunday. Thank and you. it was over the Red Letter Challenge. And so what, what was it like to, to prepare for that Red Letter Challenge for yourself? Yeah, that one was, um, well, it was, I mean, it was different. I mean, as you know, it, usually when Rick gives us a sermon thing that he's got planned or whatever, he gives us kind of his old talks. There's already three points. And not that I always go with Rick's, but it, it just yeah. helps me process Mm-hmm. what I'm reading. So this was kind of the, the Red Letter Challenge was different. He just gave me all the, the Red Letter Challenge notes, mm-hmm. I guess, from their website or whatever. And yeah. so so I read and it was very wordy and it was a lot of information and I it was not where I wanted to go with it. So, <laughs> so you abandoned it? I, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I don't know. So I had to do a lot of my own kind of original research and just process it and think oh. through it and pray through it. and. Um, that's a lot more fun. It's more, much more personal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I think what I delivered was much more me. Yeah. Not, not that, not that when I'm giving talks, it's not me, but, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I don't know. That one was, that one was all me. So. Gotcha. So if you're, if you're not familiar with Grace, uh, Rick is obviously he's our senior pastor, so he's the primary yes. speaker and should be. However, he he doesn't mind sharing the platform. You know, yes. he's he's an old man. And so he, so he he gives it out. I'm just kidding, Rick. If you're listening, he he likes yeah. to let us get a chance yeah. to, uh, to to kind of keep our particularly myself since I don't preach anything like you do. I don't give messages like you do, uh, or teach like you do. And so um, uh, he likes to give us an opportunity. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right on into it. So uh, first of all. Nice nod to, to Nichelle Williams, or Nichols, excuse yes. me, yes. Nichelle, Nichelle Nichols, Nichols. Yes. and uh, yeah, I love that story. I remember hearing that story before, and I'm glad you brought that back. Is It, it kind of brings back that, that, that essence of service, of serving other people is really something bigger than, than for ourselves, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, going along with the Red Letter Challenge, so my wife and I are walking our young adults through the Red Letter Challenge along with the sermons and stuff like that. Um, and on their website, they have little videos that go with it. So we were, we were watching that Sunday night, and uh, uh, he mentions Maslow's hierarchy of needs, ah, which, yeah. uh, um, well, anyway, okay, I have, I have my own grievances with all of that stuff. So, so some of the... You know, some of the base stuff, okay, yeah, we need to make sure our, our physical needs are met and stuff like that. So, so sure, but, but he said, you know, the, it, it was this great pinnacle of self-actualization. That's what we're supposed to get to, which I think is just another word for making myself my own God. Mm-hmm. But, but so this is the pinnacle. But now as we've researched more and more psychology, and he even said this in the video, he said we've, we've started adding other stuff even higher than self-actualization and uh-huh. almost this transcendent purpose. Yeah. And, and that's really what drives people. 
So, you know, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's what the Bible's been saying for centuries. That's right. Uh, and, and so I think that's, we see that story in Nichelle Nichols where, where she was challenged with something greater than herself. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where Jesus is coming from as he's going, look, greater than ourselves. That's what we need to be looking out for. And he showed us the example. And, and then he challenged his disciples. He said, this is how you're supposed to live. You, you live for other people. You need to have a purpose beyond yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, my mind drifts to, I mean, there's an, there's an entire line of, of psychological therapy just on the existential approach, for instance. Yeah. And, and I think that, that there, what does that say? I mean, rocks are hard and trees are, are, are green. And it tells us that this is the natural order of things, the way that God made us. What, is, what, is it, what do you think it means then for, for human beings to be called as disciples and then to serve in collaboration with God? What does that mean? Uh, I well, I don't, I don't know exactly what you're asking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, from, at least from the perspective of, should we see that as something that is a wonderment and something that's beautiful? Oh, is it I, something okay. that is? Yeah. Just kind of, eh, it's okay. Yeah. No. I. I yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I think, and and I see what you're asking now. Yeah. So when. When Jesus, the greatest servant, comes in and shows us yeah. the greatest act of service in all of human history. Yeah. And then, you know, I guess we call it the red letter challenge. And it's certainly he's challenging us to do something hard, to, yeah. to be a slave to others. But but I guess, yeah, the way you, you phrase that and, and, and word that question, when, when he's calling us to, to step into that act of service, he's really calling us into... The, the greatest story. Yeah, he's he's lived it out for us. He's writing it, and he's saying, "Come and join me." Yes, yeah. come serve the way I have served. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead because I, I've, I've heard once that ser- when it, when it comes to serving, that it's not about serve us, right? It's yeah, about yeah, serve yeah. Uh, us, that right? The yeah, the the third person plural, right? It, it, but it is service. Yes, it is. How can I? benefit you. The way you put it was, how can I add value? value which value. I totally stole from uh, uh, John Mac- uh, yeah. Yeah, Maxwell. Maxwell, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, but it's true, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's, as, as, as human beings, aren't, don't, we, don't we love to hear stories? Don't we know that that is the, the pinnacle of, of someone that, that is reach the best in life when they are truly giving themselves away and they are the ones that are always trying to make other people feel better and yeah. to help other people. Well, and I think that's true. So I, I always try to use examples for students, even just from pop culture. And I think of all the movies that we watch, all the TV shows, all the the the, the books that we read, right? The, the epic stories, the ones we love the most... Right. Marvel. Marvel is driving me nuts. They've gone way over the top. But what is it? it it's all these superheroes who've been given this power and realize it's not for me. That's right. Right? And 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 it was this big emotional moment, you know, spoiler alert when when Iron Man sacrifices his life, you know, yeah. to save humanity and everyone loved that moment and and aren't all of our our epic stories just copies of what Jesus has already done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I once heard. Uh, actually, it was another youth pastor podcast. I think uh, this is back when I was in the game, where they talked about the importance of 
myth. Okay, they're 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 not no. saying that the Bible is myth, but no. they're they're just trying to say that the the that the overarching stories. The, there are things that speak to us. I mean, even the, the Greeks understood this without Christ. We needed a hero. Mm-hmm. We needed someone to step in, and and, uh, and and it's maybe not so much that. Uh, actually, th- this is what I find fascinating: is that God is saying to every one of us, "I do want to call you to be a hero." I, yeah. There, if you like, if you didn't do that sermon on Sunday, who was going to do it? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I have my own. I have my own time, right? But. Yeah. But that particular day, you were the one that was called, and, and I think that for students, when they, oh, wow, you know, they, they choose to be kind to the kid that's always maligned or yeah. always cast aside uh, or noticing some student that's depressed or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're called back to kind of your question, what does that mean, God challenging us to service it? We get called into the greatest story of servanthood, the greatest story of heroism yeah. in all of human history. Yeah. I mean, this makes you think, you know, Sunday, I, I just, uh, I, I always wince uh, because <laughs> there's, I, I look around the auditorium and I see some, sometimes, and, and I totally get it, some people, they want to come to a church service and they don't, they really don't want to be bothered that day. They, they want to focus and they want to worship and they... Honestly, they want to be left alone. I mean, I don't understand that, but <laughs> but I have to respect that, right? But yet it's still, especially if they're a new person, you know, I just, I, I, I love to tell new members at Grace, if you get the opportunity to invite someone to sit with you, even if they decline, invite them anyway. Don't assume that yeah. they want to be alone. Yeah. Give them that choice. Uh, but also let them know that it was your choice yeah, I like that, yeah. So I, I, I think that, that that's the beautiful thing, and I love how you're saying. Now, let's go back, because this is how you began it in, your, in, in the message. The thing that stands in the way is that, is our sin. Our sin, yeah. Yeah, there's that part of me that, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to do this. This is going to wreck my schedule. Why is it so important to deal with the sin part first? Uh, well, I could be... I mean, okay, the, the, the theological, the historical answer, the biblical answer, right? The sin has been the problem from the beginning. And right. It's got to be dealt with. Yeah. I, I mean, Genesis 3, the minute, the minute they disobeyed God's only single command. There weren't ten commandments at that point, right? It, it was one, just mm-hmm. one. Um, the minute they, they rebelled, it, it created that rift between them. They're, they're ashamed of each other. They're covering up, right? They're... they're it created that rift between them and God where he comes in the garden and they're running and hiding mm-hmm. out of fear. Like I, from the get-go, that has, sin has been the number one enemy. Yeah, yeah. What do you think is the opposite of service? That's a, I know, I just dropped yeah, that on you. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great, I, I mean, okay, I'll spitball. I'm sure someone can come up with a better. <laughs> Pro- probably... Probably, I, I would I would put it under the under the overarching sin of pride, so some kind of selfishness, some kind of arrogance, some kind of me firstism. Yeah, I love that. I so, love that. I want to agree with that. I think yeah. I think that's good spitballing because I know that that for me, um, I feel like my agenda is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be seen as stupid. 
I don't want to get rejected. And, um, and, and yet we look at our, our Lord and, oh my goodness, every time I think about the incarnation, I think about what his, his great uh, forbearance, his great patience for the disciples. I, I can't believe that, I mean, I think there's only a couple times in scripture where Jesus says, you know, how long am I gonna put up with you? <laughs> <laughs> He only says it like once or twice. I don't know. Oh, but. I'm so guilty of that. Oh, boy. Every week with teenagers. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I can't even drive down the street without, yep. without you know. Yeah, that happened this morning. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So uh, I, I don't know what the Lord's going to do with me, but I, I so appreciate him calling us in. Yeah. And he, he's saying, Let, let's, let's take care of the sinful part of you first. Yeah. So that you can be what set free to, I think there yeah there is a freedom in that yeah so I I mean yeah I think there's a freedom in that I think there's there's a blessing I think when we step in and do what God wants it, it opens up the opportunity for Him to to yeah. bless and to to shower gifts on us for being obedient children and yeah yeah you I mean you mentioned James four three. You know, when, when he says, hey, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. And I, and I think kind of as you, and that's what you call the rift, right? Yeah. And so I know that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be at my best in serving others. If, if I don't, like, I need to, I'm asking for the wrong things. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm asking, I pray, oh, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. But just let it happen naturally. If I have to be a part of it, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, but really, how do I know that if I'm saying, your kingdom come, your will be done, an opportunity of service will come. An opportunity to help somebody will come. Well, and how many times, let's even, let's, let's go biblical. How many times did the, the Pharisees probably pray that, God, we want your kingdom to come. And here's how we want it to come. It's through a conquering right. Savior, a conquering King. Mm-hmm. And, and how many of our prayers are like that? God, yes, your will be done, your kingdom come this way. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back to James 4 where now I'm praying from, because I want to see it happen this way. I want it to play out like X, Y, Z. Yeah. Do you think that we, it's very easy, I think, to villainize the, the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers, the law. I think there's a lot. A lot of them in us. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it's easy to say, oh, man, those, those idiots, they, I, if, if I were there and I was in the Bible times, I wouldn't do that. I would follow Jesus just like, honestly, I don't know what I'd do. I'm, I'm afraid that my, my own sin, the, the rift yeah. in my own heart, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just glad that I don't have to worry about that. But <clears throat> I do have to keep asking, you know, do, is it? Is, how important is it for a disciple of Jesus if we're going to go to the red letter challenge? We deal with the sin problem, but then we also say, Lord, whatever it is that you need to remove or reveal in me, um, do that. I think that's hugely important. And I think that even comes back to your your will be done, your kingdom come. Yeah. Right? Like it's... Uh, okay, here in America, and, and I, we've been so blessed as a nation, mm-hmm. and, and Christians have been vicariously blessed, right? It, it's not even that we lived that great of a life. We just live in a great nation. But I, I think of 
man, the Red Curtain nations and stuff, that, you know, the communist countries that have, have tortured Christians. And there, yeah. are, there are great men and women who have prayed the prayer of, God, your will be done, and it meant going to prison and losing their life. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, so yeah, I, I guess when, when we're praying, we need to be, we need to be willing, our, our whole life is before Jesus, and if he wants to take something, he t- it's open-handed. Yeah. He takes it. Yeah. If he if he wants to bless, great. We're not going to say no to blessing. If he doesn't want to bless, if it's a Job moment, yeah. And and he wants to prove something to the enemy, and we get stripped of everything, so be it. Your will be done. Yeah. By the way, Rick's going to be doing a series on Job. Yeah, sometime. There we uh, go. I plugged yeah. it and didn't even know. Yeah, that's right. So there you go, folks. Stick around. Um, in fact, Rick will be talking about it in a minute. No, no, he won't. Sorry, that was something else. Well, anyway, um, what what I. Uh, what I love about about being a disciple is that we're not alone. We have the Holy Spirit to to help mm, us. And, yeah. and how wow, how wonderful it is that look. Uh, if you're listening right now, you don't you don't have to pretend that you have to get it right every day. Just lean into the Holy Spirit, right? Let absolutely because he here's another red letter word. Uh, Jesus said, "I'm I'm going to send you the Counselor. I'm going to send you." Uh, the one who's going to walk beside you, so you don't have well, to worry about kind of that. Wasn't that the first challenge? Just be, just oh, that's right. Just be Excellent. with Jesus. Just yeah. Just hang out with Jesus and let Him do the work. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, the last thing that you talked about was uh, was the antidote, and that is service. And um, you know, I I, I, lo- I love where you you really taught us. Uh, we have to move away from how can this person help me to what can I do. To help them, how do we become better at that? Uh-huh. <laughs> that discipline. I know. I know that's part of the message. All right. But. Yeah. Uh, practice, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the practice. Uh, practice doesn't make perfect. I don't think I'll ever be perfect. Not this side of heaven. I'm, yeah. Uh, I have a sin nature that resides within me. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 root sin of core the the, the root sin of pride yeah. is is always there in me so I'm I'm always going to be selfish I'm always going to be looking out for me first yeah but I think as I as I practice more and more um, I, I think I think too there's a notion sometimes we spiritualize things and and you know I've heard the the comment well. I only read my Bible when I feel like it because I, I want it to mean something when I read my Bible. And I go, well, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. But there is something to just performing a discipline, mm-hmm. whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. And, and eventually that discipline does become something you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think this is one of those things where, where we may look at people and go, man, I really do not like you. I don't want to serve you. I don't want to do this. None of my feelings are behind this, but I'm going to do it because it's right. Yeah. And I'm going to practice it. Yeah. And I'm going to do that more today than I did yesterday. And I'm going to do that more this week than I did last week. And it's, it's the slow, gradual, it becomes maybe a spiritual discipline of yeah. just serving other people. Yeah. Well, I think I think that truly we, we, we teach that at Grace, right? I mean, yeah. that, that is that's what we teach in class three hundred one, discovering ministry. That that there, it is a spiritual discipline. Uh, and, and hey, if you're, if you're a disciple, 
you're in the discipline. That's just the way it is. Yeah, um, should be. Yeah, it should be. Right. I mean, not disciplined, you might not be a disciple. Yeah, yeah. It's it's in the word, folks. So yeah. Uh, but I, I think about. Have you ever been surprised by joy? Uh, that's a book written by by C.S. Lewis. But but you are called to serve mm-hmm. in a way, and you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, I'll do it because I have to. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, something beautiful happens. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow! Can you tell me about a time like uh, that? Man, uh, I can. I, mean, I have one in mind, and then so you give a story, okay? Well, uh, okay. If you start, maybe it'll jog a memory. I've got. Yeah, okay. Right, right, right. I, I was call- so I was. Um, I, um, I had the opportunity to take a phone call. I was, and I really didn't want to call this person. I really didn't because I knew how long the phone call was going to be, and I know that they were going to just kind of go endlessly on from step to step, and and uh, and I I just thought. I'm going to call them back because that's the professional thing to do because <laughs> I'm a professional pastor, and so I'll do that. And so I picked up the phone, and as they just began to talk, and I could kind of feel like, you know, getting that 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 attitude of, mm-hmm, sure, okay, yeah. And I thought, no, I need to give this to the Lord. So in my heart, I just prayed a quick prayer, Lord Jesus, help me to speak to this person like you would speak to this person. And so, believe me, it was, it was out of desperation. It was not out of holiness or, or <laughs> authenticity, okay? Right, right. God stepped in and gave me a gift because I almost started crying on the phone because I just thought, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so glad you talked with me today. You are an important person in our church. Yeah. And I'm, I just want you to know that. Keep coming and keep trying. We're so glad. And it was amazing how the, the conversation actually flowed differently. And, and I enjoyed, I really did enjoy that conversation. Yeah, that's I, cool. I look forward to seeing him on Sundays. So I should that's say cool. them. Oops. Okay, now your turn. <laughs> no, yeah, so that's good. It gave me time to, so there was an event <clears throat> years ago that I did. It was called 30 Hour Famine. So oh. it's, it's an organization called World Vision, uh, and they, they're, they're, um, kind of like compassion ministry, right? They, they've got kids that you can sponsor. They're constantly moving into communities, trying to provide them with uh, animals, chickens and goats and sheep and stuff like that, and, wow. and teach them how to raise uh, animals and crops and, and eventually produce a living for themselves. And, and, and so it's this beautiful organization. Well, they have this event primarily for teenagers. It's a youth group thing. Uh, where they call it the 30-hour famine, where you would go out kind of like uh, people who would walk for donations for cancer. Yeah. You know? So you would go to your neighbors and your friends and, and family, and you would get pledges. And basically, instead of I'm walking X amount of miles for cancer, you'd say I'm fasting from food yeah. for 30 hours. Uh-huh. Would you pledge me an amount per, you know, give me a dollar an hour, so 30 bucks if I make it the 30 hours. Oh, that's or, great. You know, or ten cents, or ten dollars an hour, whatever. So people oh, would make great. these pledges, and then you would do the, the thirty-hour famine. You'd collect the money, and then it would send it off to World Vision. Um, so I'm a college student. You know me. I eat a lot. You've seen that. You do. And and I get roped into this. I'm a volunteer. I get roped into this event. All the kids are telling. They've done it before. I'm new to the church, and all the kids are telling me it's this really cool event, and they're trying to explain it to me. And I'm going, hold on a minute. So I don't eat for thirty hours, and you're telling me this is fun. <laughs> So, um, needless to say, I did it. Um, wow. And uh, actually, 
enjoyed it so much that once I became a youth pastor, it became a staple every year we did it. Wow. Um, I can't tell you how many times, dozen times I've done this, this event, 30-hour famine, where I will starve from food for 30 hours. Yeah. Um, and, and it is one of those, I, I don't know. Here's the other thing. We're so hungry. I, I, I started, every hour I was trying to fill it with stuff. Let's just keep active. Let's keep ourselves busy so we don't have time to think about how hungry we are. Yeah. So now we're in the community. This is Phoenix, Arizona. Sometimes it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah. We're, we're shoveling dirt out in the community trying to serve people while we're starving from food. Yeah. It was rugged. Yeah. It was rugged, but you'd get to the end of it and the stories that we had. And it wasn't just me. It was, it was an event that grew every year. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where we started roping in other churches in the area. We'd have 150 kids starving oh, from great. food. Yeah. And we'd collect $10,000, $15,000. Hmm. Um, and the kids loved it. They couldn't wait for 30-hour famine. Wow. Wow. That's amazing yeah. that how God turned it from, oh, that's the craziest thing that I never <laughs> want to do. Yes. To, oh, I can't wait to do this yeah. with the youth group. Oh, man. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah. And thank you so much for the message. Um, I guess um, you, uh, you, you had us read with you Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Um, looking at the attitude of Jesus. Um, And uh, sometimes I think that that's all we need is just to go back to to Philippians chapter 2 and read verses 5 through 8 to kind of get us back into. um, Let's say that that there's somebody out there and they're saying, you know, I've I've tried to serve before and I I just felt like I was unappreciated. I felt like I... I was giving, and I didn't get anything back from this. And, you know, I thought service was supposed to be good for me. It just got me angry. It got me triggered. What do you say to people who it was not a good experience? Yeah. I mean, at first blush, a better counselor might have more to say. I guess I look at that and I think, well, you're still, you're still in it for you. Isn't that right? Yeah. If, if you were wanting some kind of appreciation, if you were wanting a feel good, if you were, then, then you were still serving it with my pleasures in mind. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to get out of it? And I, I, Which isn't a very nice or humble answer, I get. No, I, I, that's, that's so instructive because what you said jogged a memory uh, of a person that, that uh, they said, how do you know? When you are serving, when you're treated like one, <laughs> when you're treated like one, and and then you can take a little bit of pleasure in knowing I am not the first one to be treated unjustly. I'm not the first one who didn't get anything out of this personally. Jesus relished this, and with the Bible says that with joy. I mean, when we call going to the cross service. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. And Hebrews twelve said, for, with, "For the joy yeah. set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame." Oh and I think gosh. we can scorn the shame, uh, and it truly is is so important uh, that that we we have that discipline, make the time. Yeah, and it's like I know some people that they they are so disciplined with their workout schedules and stuff like that, uh, and they would never miss a workout. They would never miss a pre-workout meal or post-workout shake or something. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have that same dedication towards service because 
They need to. <laughs> It's, it's the call, yeah. I don't want to shame anybody. I, I, that's not my intention. But I think that it is just as, I guess, well, go ahead, what? Didn't Paul say that? Uh, and I'm not going to come up with a verse right off the bat. I think it's one of the Timothys. But he says physical discipline mm-hmm. benefits Has us. Some, uh, some benefits. Some value, yeah, some benefit. But, mm-hmm. but our, our, our eternal, yeah. our, our, our spiritual disciplines are, are far, yeah. far better. That's right. And so, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an exercise buff. I like to be healthy. Yeah. I can't afford not to be healthy. I'm too old to keep up with the teens <laughs> if I get fat, right? Like it's, so, so I'm all for keeping the workout routine. Yeah. But that's only temporary. That's right. No matter how much I, I stave off old age, I'm going to get old and die. It's going right. to happen. Yeah. But, but every ounce of service that I do now. Is, is building for me an eternal way to glory. That's right. That's right. Sometimes we just have to see after the fact to really appreciate what happened before. Wow, Chris, thank you so much for your time yeah. and uh, for giving us that great message. Thank you. All right, so we just got finished with uh, Chris Van Dyke. And so, Rick, it is time for Rick's Quote of the Week. What do you got for us today? Well, if people haven't listened to Chris's sermon, I want to encourage them to go and listen to that message. Amen. And he, he, this great story of where the disciples, want, they want position. They want power. And they yeah. think that's what leadership is all about. And there's a great quote from a speaker named Judah Smith. And it's all, all about leadership. And listen carefully, Sean. Judah says, you only lead to the level you live, not to the level you look. Wait a minute. Say that that again. You only lead to the level you live, Uh not to the level you look. Uh The disciples wanted to look important. Yes. They wanted positions at the right and the left of Jesus. And Judah is saying, no, no. Here's real leadership is where are you living? And to, to live, a true leader is a servant leader. Live up to that goal of being a servant leader, not what people look at. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I great that. quote. I remember back in the 80s, they had uh, the, the every every business person needed to have a red power tie. And oh, so, I remember that. As if, yeah, as if a tie on a suit would make a difference in terms of your leadership ability. So it's crazy. Okay, well, Rick, what else is going on here at Gray's? This Sunday, we take the next step in our... Uh, Red Letter Challenge, and we're going to talk about giving. And don't let that scare people off. This is more than about money. It's actually about motives. Anytime Mm. we give our time, our talent, or our treasure, Jesus is very concerned with the motive behind those those gifts, that giving. So we're going to learn from Jesus himself what kind of motives, heart motives, we need to have when yeah. we give. Hey, I also want to mention it's coming up February 11th, which is Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> We're going to do something brand new at Grace. It's a it's a launching of a, a new ministry. Uh-huh. It's called Grace Espanol. Whoa! And uh, w- one of our pastors, Jerry Acosta, who very fluent in Spanish, yes. will be will be offering on Sunday morning. People will. Come to the auditorium. Everybody will sing together mm-hmm. and take communion. But after communion, the people who want to hear the message in Spanish will uh, go to uh, Room 105, which is a large room yeah. in our building. And Jerry will actually deliver the same message that 
I or the other pastors will be giving in the main auditorium. Okay. So it's going to happen February 11th. Very excited. So if you know people who prefer Spanish, yeah, then this is their their opportunity. So yeah. February 11th, Grace Espanol. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Rick, thanks so much for your time. And audience, thank you so much for joining us on Living Your Dash. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope that you've been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments and suggestions to info at roswellgrace.com. If you like what we're doing here at Living Your Dash, please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review on your platform, and share this with your friends. For more information about Grace Community Church, please point your browser to roswellgrace.com. Until next time, I'm Marie, and this is Living Your Dash.